That's right. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I am James Haskell, along with my co-host, Glenn Martin, and we are here to talk about the Ravens-Browns uh, AFC North division rivalry slash matchup. Huge game this week. Um, looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to a, a big-time game. Sure, it'll be physical, all the other things that generally AFC matchups or North matchups are, but uh, we're going to break it all down for you here. Glenn, how you doing this evening? Doing well, hoping that the Ra- uh, the Orioles, excuse me, clinch Jimbo. How crazy is this? They could not only clinch the division, they can cl- get 100 wins tonight, Jimbo. That's 100 insane. wins. They haven't had 100 wins since 1980. That's insane, man. So, obviously, I've never seen it. So, yeah, I'm super high. Also crazy it takes 100 wins to clinch this division. That just shows, I mean, what a division that they're in. It literally takes 100 wins before you can clinch it. But, yeah, excited. I mean, it's a big week for the Ravens. They come off last week's loss knowing that everyone else in the North got a win. So, certainly an added sense of urgency because of that alone. But this is also a division game, Jimbo. So, this is an important, important game against a team that, Right now, it's feeling themselves, Jimbo. They got some mojo on the offensive side of the ball going last week, and they've been good on defense really since the start of the season. So it's a big, big challenge, but also a big opportunity for the Ravens to kind of get back up to the top of the AFC North standings. Yeah, I got to be honest. As the the game has, has slowly crept closer and closer, I've started to get more and more nervous about the matchup in and of itself being what their strengths are. You talked about at least you know defensively. Uh, being what their strengths are and being what our strengths are offensively. And then obviously it didn't help with the struggles we had last week. Uh, So yeah, it's going to be a really interesting game. I'm excited to talk about it. Of course. I mean, the Ravens are going to win. I haven't picked the Ravens to lose yet and I'm not planning on it. Um, Cause you know, we already took care of the kitty cats. Now it's time to take care of the puppy dogs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The elves, right? The elves. (laughs) What Jamar chase called them. I just lost some elves. Yeah, that's awesome. No, uh, yeah. So let's get right into it. I think the best place to start, of course, as always, you know, we got to talk about the health of this team. We've got some good news, if I'm not mistaken, from a few guys coming back to practice. Let's see. The big ones are obviously Ronnie. um, Ronnie. uh, Oh shoot! I apologize. Stanley. Yeah, Ronnie Stanley. There you go. Sorry, I was getting a text message at the same time, (laughs) and I started to glitch. Did you see the glitch? Yeah, I did. I did. Like I know he knows his name. Yeah, yeah, Ronnie Stanley has been back to practice, um, and that's exciting stuff. Uh, and then Marcus Williams. Talk to me about what's going on with Marcus Williams, Glenn. Dude, I am. So, I, I don't know what the heck is going on. I am so confused. This guy went from a week one pectoral injury that was supposed to keep him out uh, for the entire season to him being a not just a participant, Jimbo, in practice today, mm-hmm. but a full participant in practice just a couple weeks later. So – I mean, admittedly, I'm confused. I I don't know what type of black magic or what type of deer antler spray this guy got a hold of, but (laughs) how does he go from a torn pack the season is lost to, like, was there new information? Was it a misdiagnosis? How how is he possibly back as a full participant in practice? Yeah, that's an interesting one for me as well. I I think that... um... This is just a guess. I'm no medical person, but I think I messaged I messaged this to you as well. I think it really is just a a pain tolerance. Like he he understands the pain that he's gonna have to go through, and then also the the limitation in his mobility potentially, right? Because it's got to limit his mobility to a certain you know. I mean, you use your pectoral muscle for so many things, so it's got to limit his mobility, and then also just the pain. He's just like, oh well, I'll deal with it, right? Like this is just kind of what he's decided to do. That's just my guess outside looking in. But either way, incredible. 
it'll be interesting to see how he's used. Um, obviously, Gino's been playing really well. Uh, mm-hmm. Now he's no Marcus Williams, right? That's fair to say. But um, it will be. I think Gino's shown that he needs to be on the field in some capacity. I mean, he's just been. Yeah, that and especially good. with our Darius going down, it'll be interesting to see if maybe mm-hmm. Gino's kind of. I don't know how much of their roles can you know how much of their. Uh, skills overlap to where Gino could do some of the stuff that our Darius did. I, I just, well, you're to your point last week, they had Gino, of course, in the Marcus Williams role, but then they brought Worley in to really play the strong safety role to allow Kyle Hamilton to come up and play yeah, kind of yeah. the role he did last year, yeah. which he had a crazy good game. So with, it is going to be interesting. Like just cause Marcus Williams tr- traditionally, if he plays, he plays like every snap or 98% yeah. of the snaps. Yeah. So does he go back? to his full workload and then what does that mean like does Gino then slide over to the strong safety and do you leave Worley down in the in the practice squad it's, it's really it's going to be interesting but I think what it does it first of all it's great news right like Marcus yeah, Williams huge. is a fantastic player and like you said as good as Gino's played he's no Marcus Williams certainly not from like a ball hawk or or playmaking standpoint even though I will say Gino had that crazy pick um so it, it, I, I think what it does is it just brings more versatility to to what Mike McDonald can call. So yeah, that that's a big big get back, Jimbo. Mm-hmm. But well, and yeah. Ronnie too, man. I know that of mm-hmm. the two guys, I think that we trust in McCarry more than Mustafer. But I also think that the jump between I know that you know McCarry has graded well, but the jump between McCarry and uh, and Ronnie and both guys really, but that's significant, right? And yeah. it's certainly in a game like this where He's either going up against a, Desari- a, a Zadarius Smith or the likes of Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we need all the guys we can uh, back in action. So uh, I think, yeah, great news. Also, I just want to mention it's no small news that Gus Edwards is back and full because we are absolutely going to need him in this game. We need him in every game, but you never know with a concussion and how long it takes for a guy to recover from that, answer the test correctly. Um, but Gus Edwards seems pretty dang good at it, uh, at this point, right? He's yeah. probably hidden, hidden more than his, his, uh, fair share of concussions in his day. Uh, my, unfortunately, my that's guess. just the life of a football player, especially a running back. Uh, but let's get into some of the bad news here, Jimbo, because yeah. Rashad Bateman has yeah. not practiced this week. Neither has Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Uh, and neither have either of our edge players, David Ajabo and Adafi Owe, all of which I think were... Like Odell, there was rumors he could be back this week. There were certainly rumors that Ajabo could be back this week. I find it less and less likely and, and really hard to believe that any of these guys will be back without any practice participation uh, thus yeah. far this week. Yeah, I think it's it's a foregone conclusion that these guys are out of the game. I would agree with you on that one. It is a bummer about Rashad because I think there's been a, a chronic underuse of Rashad Bateman. I think Masi's going to talk about this, but I think it was just taking time. You know, it's 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 the theme. It's it's a bummer for Rashad because every time he gets a bit of a rhythm, you know, he has some issues. I'd be shocked if he doesn't uh, play. Oh, I guess it's not necessarily a foregone conclusion because this is the Thursday. We don't know about too much that happened today. and But it's pretty unlikely if they don't get yeah, at least a like, limited session in. Right, yeah. Um, but who knows? It could come down to a game time decision. It, it'll... You know, really see, but I agree with you. I mean, I think it's leaning that way, and, and that's a bummer. I'm not counting on Odell for who knows. I don't think it's with the team. I, I don't know, unless you've seen things that I haven't. I don't know where that dude is. Um, I don't know if he's in Calabasas. I don't know, you know, well, what I expect he's doing. him to be with the team. Is he not? Have you heard different? I, I just mean, haven't I, seen him around. You yeah, know I mean, I, mean? I would like, assume I that he's certainly with the team getting his treatment. 
now, Marlon Humphrey also did not participate, and that's kind of odd in the sense yeah. that Ajabo, I think it was Ajabo, put up a story where he put, like, he's back, and it showed Marlon, like, running in place, very excited, and then he's not back either. So and maybe they're just being careful. Like, I, I, I vote that if, if you're at all – unsure then keep them out that extra week and, and i'm fine with it but if they're ready to go i mean we need these guys out there so yeah oh man it's just disappointing to see this laundry list still be this long of mm -hmm. all important guys like there's not a guy on this list who isn't a huge contributor yeah it's crazy to think that the least important guy on here is probably i mean it maybe david ajabo but that's still maybe but you that's know? still a pretty damn important yeah, guy. Yeah, that's crazy to say. That's not a knock on him. I'm just saying that that's how many impact players we have on this list. It's 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 pretty insane to think about. But it is what it is at the point. We got some good news back, and hopefully we'll, we will continue to take steps forward and not two steps back to take one step forward when it comes to injury report. Now, on the other side of the ball, of course, um, you, you have uh, some few injuries over there. You know, we've we obviously all know about Nick Chubb at this point, he's not playing, and we'll hope for a full full recovery for, for one Nick Chubb. Um, I don't know if I hope for a full recovery on the right shoulder of Deshaun Watson. I don't think I really care what his injury status is. Um, you know, but uh the the other guys, I think from a competitive standpoint, Greg Newsom is their other corner, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, he's back in practice. Great news for them. I think it's pretty crazy that well, not crazy, but it's it's uh Tough sledding for the the Browns running back room, right? Because they just get Kareem Hunt, and now he's dealing with some some ribs and a groin. Uh, I'm sure he'll play, though. I mean, um, mm -hmm. and then the other the other big one, you know, Jerome Ford. He had what two tutties last week, didn't he? But he did, really but not a lot production. of production. Yeah. Something like 14 yards or something crazy. Outside like of those tutties, wasn't a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. But I think the big one is Batonio, of course. Um, you know, dealing with Rest the ankle. Day, yeah. He's fine. Um, that, so the, the moral story, they're all going to play. Yeah, they're yeah, all going to play. This is a clean list. It's a BS I mean, list is what it is, Jimbo. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting tired of it. Every time we see our list and then we see the other guy's list. Yeah, it's just not fair. We're playing with one arm tied behind our back. Oh, crap, sure. man. Uh, yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll up that F- minus this year to a C or something. Um, yeah, but well, yeah, all that being said, look, we still got to go out there and play, right? That's gotta it. Got to go out there and play and get it done. And uh, this is what you build a roster for. So we'll get right into it. With that being said, you know, we're going to um, break this thing down. Well, let's talk about. Well, Glenn let's get Lewis. to Massey real quick because. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. His comment came in a little while back. Um, Chris Sims in his Ravens slash Colts review says the Ravens this season still haven't used their passing weapons enough. Lamar's still running too much. He mentioned likes of Bateman underused. Uh, do you agree? Well, I certainly agree with Rashad Bateman not being used enough. I mean, I still think, like, as much as I love Zay, I think he's getting a little bit too much of the of the target share. Like, it's like a pretty yeah. big drop after him. It's like half of what he's getting. And then the next guy, and then it just gets lower and lower. But I, I think as far There's as There's not Lamar, a talent gap. You know, I think that's your point, right? right? There's not right. a huge drop off in talent. We got other guys. Yeah, yeah. I could see if it was... You know, like you Zay mentioned, and then a group of no names, you know, right? Like, yeah, but Bateman has certainly shown that he can be counted on when he's out there, and and so yeah, I I do think they have to spread the ball around a little more. But we've seen it, like we saw it in the in the Bengals game. So I'm not so sure it's like a schematic thing. Is just last week didn't go well. Like they just played like crap. The offensive line was get, getting absolutely pushed around. Lamar had to run for his life, 
And also there was play calling issues last yeah. week as well. It didn't help the situation. So I, I'm not, um, I'm not like, I'm not feeling too down because I, I just look at two weeks ago when we were riding pretty highs in offense. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's, it's all you gotta do is look back 14 days or so, right? Less than 14 days. And, and uh, the picture looks much different. So, uh, you know, we, I still think we have what we need to get it done, but I agree. I think just spreading the ball around in general. Um, oh, I was just getting excited about King Dan, man. He was talking about how they have better quarterback and a better coach, two guys that have done nothing in the NFL in comparison to our quarterback and our coach. Um, just, just outstanding to me. Thanks that for you... watching Dan. Yeah, we appreciate it, bro. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I think Bateman should be used a little more and, uh, but I'm not the one thing I will say to Massey's comments. I used to get nervous when Lamar would run. I get nervous now when Lamar runs around the backfield that I don't like. Yeah. yeah. Lamar taking off and heading forward. I'm not concerned about anymore. I do get concerned about it like a concussion, but I don't get crazy. Lamar falls so well. I'm not going on wood here, but he just, he just doing it right this mm -hmm. year. It seems like, so I don't get too concerned when he's headed forward. I get concerned about the back and forth in the backfield. It's what's gotten him injured most of the time. So um, I'm not concerned about the runs, um, but the play calling does need to be improved. Mm -hmm. yep, All right. Yep, I agree. Glenn, so let's talk about this defense. I, I, if you have some stats, that's awesome. I want to talk about some names too. Overall, they've been, they've been ranked very high from a defensive perspective. I think they're, are they, correct me if I'm wrong. Are they not the top rated rush defense in the league right now? They're I pretty they much are. one or two at every yeah. single statistical category. Yeah. Yeah. Which of course makes you a bit nervous. And, and you guys know a lot of these names that we're going to talk about, but Miles Garrett is obviously no joke. Uh, Denzel Ward and, and Zedarius Smith, who's a former Raven, who's an absolute monster. And then uh, JOK, of course, the, the middle linebacker, whose last name I'm not going to try and pronounce, but we all know him because he hurt Lamar. Mm -hmm. uh, ultimately, this is a really good defense. Uh, yep. Really good defense. They've got uh, weapons defensively at all three levels. They've been getting it done. They're physical. They're diverse in the way they can attack you. They're handsy. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're strong, they're fast, any positive, you know, uh, description you want to give of a defense, they've got it. And so it, it does make me a little nervous. Makes me a little nervous. This defense going to be a handful. That's for sure. Yeah. Now look, let's, let's put it in context. And I don't typically like doing this because you only can play who's on your schedule, Yeah. but they haven't necessarily played a juggernaut on offense yet let's be let, let's be fair you know like the titans look like an absolute mess offensively they look completely clueless they're the team they played last week and they they held them to just three points but to your point jimbo they are number one in points per game they're number one in yards per game they're number one in third down percentage they're number one in opponent red zone scoring I mean, they're pretty much number one in every single meaningful category. They're, but, you know, and they're a good team. But do I think that they're going to be the number one defense at the year when the year's over? No, I, do, I absolutely do not think that they're going to be uh, the number one defense for, for, for you know, the, the rest of the year. But that doesn't say they can't absolutely wreck the Ravens this week. So you still got to you, you got to make sure. You, for one, protect your quarterback uh, because Miles Garrett looks like he's playing on another level right now, and he was already an all-world pass rusher. And then Zadarius Smith's opposite him. They've got yeah. talent on the outside now with Ward and, and, like you mentioned, Newsom. I mean, they are – they're fast at linebacker. They got – they drafted Owasu Koromoa specifically because of Lamar Jackson. Like, that's why they got an undersized linebacker who can fly – 
but struggles to take on guard because they got a guy who could presumably chase down Lamar Jackson and tackle him. So there's a lot to get nervous about, Jimbo. I can't wait to see kind of what they do to to deal with Miles Garrett because Zedarius is one thing, but Miles Garrett is a leap up. Like yeah. he is, he's terrifying. So like when when you look at at that pass rush, Jimbo, do you think this is a, a scenario where they're just going to look to get the ball to his hands quickly? Or I mean, obviously they'll be helping, but like, what do you do to to try and improve? Because if if the Colts did what they did against this offensive line. I'm I'm real nervous about Miles Garrett and the Browns. Yeah, I I can't, it's hard for me to disagree with you and I've given this answer before, but it I think it was working better when when before the concussion with Gus Edwards. I think the numbers would would bear would bear that out that if you can run at them, mm-hmm. then it does a bit to slow them down, especially when you have a you have a a inferior offensive line to the line that you're playing up, you know, the defensive line you're playing up against. So it's got to be the same thing. Like, you you know, I think it was your key to the game last week, if I'm not mistaken, right? Like it was a big, or at least a prediction that you made was it's got to be a big dose of Gus again. It's got to be that, uh, that painstaking six minute drive four to seven yard, you know, right down the gut uh, runs that really make those, these guys put their hands on their hips. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and the other part of it is that I think Ricard's going to be a bigger part of the game plan from a blocking standpoint on the outside, but we've already seen that they move Garrett in on the inside and he's all over the, 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 the line of scrimmage. Um, I just don't know if I have another remedies, any other remedies to those guys other than that. Uh, the only thing I would say is Lamar, like don't get caught in the backfield thinking you can buy time. At least, I mean, Lamar is incredibly fast and I, I think, but when you got a guy like miles Garrett back there, you're just margin for error is slim. Oh yeah, you know it's it's different than and the mind game. Breed. Just the the um, like the amount of uh, mental stress, not just the physical stuff, but he is he is toying with some of these guys, and it's got to be just like oh man, like I guarantee these offensive linemen, they're not sleeping that good Saturday night, knowing what's what's in store for him. But Jimbo, we just had some breaking news, and should yeah. uh, shout out to Adit Mamou for putting it. We've been waiting for this as Orioles fans for quite some time. Um, and they just announced in the stadium, finally did something right here. Um, that they, they just signed the Orioles signed a lease to be in Camden Yards for the next 30 years, Jimbo. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, when people were getting nervous, thinking, Oh my gosh, is this guy Angelus gonna take the team to Tennessee where he lives primarily? A, t- a city that needs a team? Nope. They're staying in Baltimore, so shout out. I'm so excited. Oh, man. I was nervous. I'm like, don't – we can't lose another team here in Baltimore, Jimbo. Can't do it. Yeah, you know, I was never nervous. He's a lawyer. This is his job to make you nervous, to make you sweat, you know, to get squeeze every ounce of it that he can. I wonder if he got Bashadi to bone up on those uh, no. parking lot re- renovations. Yeah, not a chance. <laughs> Bashadi took the comb right through his hair and was like, get out of here. Just – that's right. You know, hung the phone up. Get, you kidding me? Uh, yeah. Could you imagine that guy trying to call Bashadi? I know. Like, really? <laughs> he dude? wouldn't even get to Bashadi. He would get to yeah. his people and not yeah. even make it to the company. You want to talk to Steve, huh? That's you want to talk to Steve, huh? You talk to me. That's right. <laughs> you tell me but the that deal. Is pretty, that is pretty. I mean, yeah, man. And, and I love the uh, the timing of the announcement being tonight of all nights. Um, yeah. But awesome. yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a lot to deal with. And then Jimbo, mm-hmm. with the the fact that Bateman and, and Odell don't look like they're gonna play, look, we went into this going, well, we can afford some injuries. 
But are you starting to get worried when you see Denzel Ward and, and Greg Newsom mm -hmm. that we're starting to run at like now it's down to what Zay Flowers, Nelson Aguilar, Dev, excuse me, Devin, Devin Duvernay, Duvernay, right? You know, maybe Tariq Black, whoever they decide to elevate. Uh, but do you, are you starting to get a little nervous that this receiving core is starting to uh, drop down a little bit? Yeah, um, I am a bit nervous because the matchups aren't as favorable, right? Now it's not Nelly against your number four. It's Nelly against your number two or like a, a Greg Newsom or something like that. And that uh, that is that isn't the same. It just simply isn't. Not a knock on him. It's just simply now I still feel I feel good about Zay getting the job done and, and getting open and things like that. I don't think too many guys can guard that guy inside a phone booth. Now, if somebody can, it would be a Denzel Ward, right? uh based on you know his his abilities and and what he's been able to do in the past but yeah it definitely makes me nervous mm -hmm. um now of course we're gonna switch to the other side of the ball but before we do we got to give our offensive uh keys to the game and our breakout players and of course our guest jacob is here jacob roach is here in mm -hmm. attendance we're gonna uh jacob we're gonna bring you in here in one second um well just let's bring jacob in we'll get to our our um our keys of the game offensively and then our breakout players. And then what we'll do is we'll switch up and we'll, we'll do it with Jacob. We'll bring him along for the ride. Jacob, how you doing, man? Let's see here. Let's see if we can add him. Here we go. I'm great. Right. guys. How are you doing? Good, man. Sorry. Our producer's not here. So we're uh, <laughs> trying to multitask here. He's and, out. Look, and since DK's not here, I'm going to totally blame it on him that I didn't yeah. mention to you, Jacob, that the time had changed as well. Fault. So I'm going to blame it on DK. It wasn't my fault at all. And no. uh, thank you so much for your flexibility and being able to join us. Yeah, yeah no problem, so man. I'm excited. Hopefully dinner was good and uh, and we're excited to have you back. And um, by the way, it's for everyone who doesn't know and didn't see Jacob last time, he yeah. does cover the Browns for the Browns Wire, as well as he's a co-host of the Barking Browns show. So certainly a guy who's is very tuned in to everything Cleveland Browns, but uh, before we get into to um, absolutely drilling Jacob with hard-hitting questions over this matchup, uh, we, we are going to give our quick keys to the game. To me, we talked about it a lot. It's control the pass rush. I mean, I, I after last week, I certainly don't want to see uh, you know Lamar Jackson being strip-sacked. I don't want to see the ball on the ground. I don't want to see Lamar on the ground too often. I want to see it looking like it did in, or in Cincinnati or at home again. No, it wasn't Cincinnati. In Cincinnati yeah. where they kept him clean. He had zero sacks against the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know if that's realistic with the way that they're playing over in Cleveland, but in some way you got to control the pass. I'm not saying zero, but you can't let them crush the game and kill the game and put you in, you know, long third downs. And Or or uh, if you are in long third downs, you certainly can't afford to, to give up the exactly. sack. So control like the pass rush is my offensive key. Yeah, and I think mine kind of goes uh, a bit with yours, Glenn. It's really just about execution. I think what happened in the in the game against the Colts was simply us shooting ourselves in the foot. It was a lack of execution offensively. We had the plays in place. We had things drawn up in the sand and the dirt to beat the the zero blitz, to beat the pressure when they brought extra men, but we didn't do it, right? Like you can see the play drawn up, but the pass was off or the timing was off or whatever the case may be, a block was bad. We've got to execute, 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 right? Like we know what's in front of us, um, but, you know, I know it sounds simple, but you got to do your job. We've got to execute offensively uh, because I think we have the ability to uh, to get the job done, like I said, but they've got to execute. Now I'll say my my breakout player of the game, I changed. I went originally with Lamar Jackson, Glenn, but I figured that was too easy because, like, I think yeah, Lamar could have a breakout game, and that's great. But I think Mark Andrews is going to have a welcome back party here. Mark Andrews mm -hmm. is not used to being the second most targeted player on the Ravens. He's used to being the first by far. 
no, or at least uh, you know, equivalent to the the person that's first. I think Marquise maybe had more than him. I am nah, one year. I think I think it was still Did Mark, Mark. Still have more. Yeah. Uh, but ult- but really, Mark is generally used to being out in front and being our our wide receiver one. I don't think he's too he's too excited about taking this back seat a little bit. And uh, I think with a thinner wide receiver room, I think Mark has his way against the old Brownies uh, this week. And I'm uh, I'm looking forward to Mark saying welcome back to the NFL this week. So he's my breakout offensive player. Yeah, I, ho- I, heard you. I hope you're right. I'm welcoming Gus back this week, Jimbo. Mm. I'm hoping that they smash mouth football and, and hopefully wear out those pass rushers by just leaning on them with the run game. Uh, and Gus is the perfect guy to do so. So he's my breakout player, but this is a tough one because I didn't want to take the easy way out. I wanted to kind of pick a guy who, you know, it's easy to pick Zay and, and Lamar, at least have have we seen the per- first th- three weeks. So I'm picking Gus this week. And, I like uh, it. I'm hoping to be right, but before we get into the other side, let's let's uh, let's start nailing down some questions with yeah. uh, Mr. Jacob here. And Jacob, uh, thanks again for joining us. But when you look at this uh, this Browns defense and the way they've been playing, do you look at this as something? Now, look, I, I'm a big Jim Schwartz guy. You know, I think we all are here, and and I certainly understand the impact he's he's made. But do you expect this to be? a team that's going to contend for the number one defense throughout the whole season? Or do you, do you look at it as maybe some of the, of their success has been due to their, their opponents? Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely not sustainable um, at the kind of historic pace that they've gone through the first three games. They did catch Joe Burrow on a bad week, bad weather. He hadn't been practicing. The calf was not a hundred percent and that helped them in that first game. But I would be barring some kind of, you know, catastrophic injury situation, I would think they're going to be top 10 at least. I, I don't know if they'll be the best or or even in the top five, but uh, I think they've shown that at every level they have players that can make plays both inside and outside on the defensive line. And their linebackers have been kept clean and they've been, JOK has been flying all over the place and their corners. I mean, they held the Titans to three points and they didn't have their slot corner last week. I mean, mm-hmm. like... Greg Newsom doesn't play in that game. They play a fifth round rookie in Cam Mitchell quite a bit in that game. And the only play that Cam Mitchell even really gave up, uh, the ball got snatched off his helmet. He was playing perfect coverage on that play and it just kind of got snapped. So I think they're a top 10 unit, uh, but like one touchdown every three games, I don't think, I don't think they can quite replicate that for a 17 game stretch. Mm, Yeah, that is, that would be incredible. That'd be uh, 2000 Ravens stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what I want to talk about is the vibe in Cleveland. What's it been like with, you know, this team? Uh, now I know they lost to Pittsburgh, but so far, as far as three weeks go, they've played some good football, put some good, uh, put some good vibes out there for the city. T- some stuff for them to hold on to and to look forward to. What's it been like there with them playing well? It was a little bit of a roller coaster because uh, some of us were very, very down bad after that Pittsburgh game. Um, your offense scored more points for the Steelers than their offense did. Like that's a that's a hard pill to swallow on national TV on Monday night, and I was wanting to throw the whole team into the lake after that because that's just <laughs> what I do. Uh, but no, yeah, how do they, they lose that game? I, I yeah. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I mean, you just make a bunch of really disgusted noises and that's how, like, I think that's how you get there. But 
the vibes are good right now. They're really, really good. You you go up against a team in, in Titans where I know they're not the Titans of two or three years ago, and Tannehill's not the Tannehill that got that big contract. But the last time the Browns matched up at home against the Titans with high expectations, they got boat raced at the beginning of the 2019 season. So it was kind of almost like I think the fandom felt like we got that monkey off our back. Like it was like you, you came in, you played the Titans, you held Derrick Henry to less than two yards per carry. Like mm. you, you went out there and you went toe to toe. What you couldn't do last year was stop the power run, Well, you couldn't stop the run at all, but if you couldn't stop the run up the middle and you went against the best power back in the NFL, uh, arguably, I, I know he's not quite, you know, a couple of years ago again, but he ain't Gus Edwards. Yeah, no, I love Gus Edwards for what it's worth. I do love Gus Edwards. I was just watching the Bengals game before I came up here. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that you're seeing – you're finally seeing some of the – Watson showed some of the magic last week. There were some throws, some moments where he kind of was like, maybe I can get back there. You got to stack games and, and you got to keep going. But he gave you a little bit of that and the defense just kept being the defense. And you're like, after one game, it's whatever, two, three, you know? So right now I think they're, they're really high, uh, really cautiously optimistic because they're worried. Uh, they're just not sold on the quarterback quite yet, but everybody's pretty excited about the rest of the team. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me, let me follow up with this real quick, Glenn. We have our, um, Offensive players to look out for from the Browns' perspective is obviously Deshaun Watson, but the other three are Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, and David Njoku. Now, in our last show, you and Glenn kind of uh, chatted about um, your affinity towards Elijah Moore. One, I think, because yes. you as a player, too, because Glenn is excited that he's on his fantasy team. Um, but uh, talk to me about those three guys. Like, we know Watson has had his ups and downs this year and seems to be, like you said, kind of showing some flashes of being able to get back. Um, but what about Cooper, Moore, and, and Njoku? Give us a breakdown on those guys. Cooper Cooper was in his bag last week. Like, he was very, very good. He ends up getting seven catches on eight targets. He was somehow out of bounds, even though his foot was oh gosh, two feet from that. the – was it was so – and the official is right there. And you see Kevin Stefanski at – like when they were talking to Stefanski after it, he goes, let it play out so that right. they can, re you know, review it and let it be right. – And it's like you couldn't let it play – and Amari, like, Amari never talks, and after the game, he was like, I cooked that safety. You know, he was, like, talking his, his mm -hmm. crap, and I thought that was pretty funny. But Amari was amazing. I mean, seven catches, over 100 yards. He has the touchdown. He should add two uh, eight defensive penalties. He had a couple of pass interferences and a holding that he drew. Mm -hmm. uh, so three more first downs, three more chunk plays that he was able to get. Um, he's just been Mr. Consistent rather. He's been hurt or healthy, uh, for Cleveland. It's, it's a highway robbery. What Andrew Barry got him for, he slid back from the fifth to the sixth round to get Amari Cooper. And he just, Amari is going to, it, it's like, I always said this with the Steelers when they were matching up against when the Browns were playing the Steelers, I said, TJ Watt's going to get his, just try to limit other guys. I think Amari Cooper is going to get his. Uh, just limit the other guys. Don't let anybody else be crazy explosive. And you can kind of, you know, I think you can manage that after that. So I think Amari's been who he's been his entire career uh, this year. They finally started to get Elijah Moore into action last week. Mm -hmm. He ends up with uh, nine receptions, nine receptions. That sounds right. 49 yards. Um, they, was it they that ran... many? Yeah, it was like seven or nine. It was something like okay. that. Um, 
they're trying to get there. He's he's not breaking tackles right now. So you saw a lot of these like get him the ball in space, and he's not quite making as enough guys miss so that he can get upfield. Um, but it's it's there. The EPA data from next, I think it was next gen stats that I saw. There is not a wide receiver that's creating more separation right now than Elijah Moore. So it's crazy because it's not even Zay. I was gonna say it's hard to keep people in the same frame as Zay as Zay Flowers right now. So that's incredible. Don't get me wrong. I I didn't read the whole list. So no, but yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. To be clear, had had they not traded their second round pick, Zay was a guy that obviously didn't get there in the in the end but was was definitely in the conversation for me i was every that's one of the guys i loved him i loved ojabo uh travis jones every time that they go to the baltimore uh if i love them in the draft so well i'll tell you what chubb got away from us boy he would have been (laughs) perfect back in baltimore man i don't even even want to think about that Uh, (laughs) it's just terrifying but so elijah moore he's creating separation right he's getting that he's he's there um Watson is, I think, still working on the timing with him. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I w- watching the All Twenty Two, he's open. There's opportunities. Watson's got to do a better job going through his progressions because he's kind of struggling with locking onto one wide receiver and just trying to force feed the ball there if he can. Uh, but I think, I think soon, I think Elijah has an opportunity to, to break out. And they just got to put some focus on David Njoku. They're just not. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had he was a little bit of a better pass from Watson on that tight end screen, and he probably rumbles for forty or fifty yards, mm-hmm. and he and he gets like six. You know, it's like yep. it, it kind of made him hesitate. He had a just a convoy of blockers in front of him, and then it was just a bad pass. Watson's been doing this little uh, jump pass that is just terrible. Uh, anytime he wants to check down to a, to a tight end or a, a running back. And then I'm just it, set your feet, man. It's really not yeah. that hard. It's just, he's, he's five feet in front of you, man. It's okay. Just, just deliver it. But, um, Njoku has had a really good camp. He had a really good camp. He had a really good preseason. Uh, they just got to put focus on him. And, and right now he's not a focal point of the offense. And until they put a more conscious effort to it, I wouldn't be concerned from the other sideline. Mm. Wow. All right. Well, that's yeah. good to know. One less guy to be concerned about, right, Glenn? Uh, yeah. He's certainly <laughs> and a talented guy at that. Now, uh, I got to ask you about the running back situation. Obviously, yeah. the devastating injury to Nick Chubb, which yeah. I don't care if you're a Ravens fan, if you're you know, any fan, you don't want to see a player that good uh, take that kind of injury, especially to the knee that's already had injuries to it. But yeah. they bring back Kareem Hunt, which really came as no surprise. Um, yeah familiar face but how how do you see that room kind of adjusting to life without without uh nick chubb i it was i oh, man i it still sucks really bad i got i got the nick chubb, it's over here the nick chubb signed helmet behind me uh on the bookcase and it's just like even if they had won that game they lost that game against pittsburgh like it was just it was it was you don't replace Nick Chubb. That's the first thing you do. You don't think to yourself, well, if I combine this guy, this guy, and this guy, I can get Nick Chubb stuff. You're not going to get Nick Chubb stuff. There's there's not a guy who sees – who there is not a better player at finding and exploiting a cutback lane in the NFL than Nick Chubb. And those are just handfuls of yards that he gets off of that one aspect where he can just start and stop and find the cutback lane and fire up that way and just make big plays. But they 
I think the committee is fine. I, I think you bring back Kareem Hunt for short yardage power situations. He kind of lost some of the juice in his legs last year. That's why he, they let him go. That's why he uh, is as a free agent for as long as he was. But I thought he looked like he had a little bit more juice in his legs this uh, in this one game. You know, he plays like 10 snaps, but a little bit more than what I saw towards the end of the year. Some people think maybe he wasn't motivated by the struggles of last year, and that could have been something there. But he's a terrific pass protector in, in – in, uh, third down situations where he needs to cut off blitzers and keep Deshaun Watson clean. So I think he's by far the best pass protector that they have. Um, and he's, he's the power back Jerome Ford and, and Pierre strong are not power backs and not having one was going to be a problem in the red zone for this team. So they go out and they get him. He can take the short yardage and the wide receiver reps that, that passes out of the backfield because he's still a really good route runner and really reliable hands. So I like Kareem Hunt in a limited role. Uh, I really like Jerome Ford. Uh, he had a really tough go of it uh, in the the first the, his first start this week, but I just think that that's a really good run defense in Tennessee, and it's really well coached, and they schemed things really well, and they were just like, hey. Watson, you you haven't been able to beat anybody. So go out there and beat us. If 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 we lose, it's going to be to Deshaun Watson, not to the running back. I think they'll have a better shot at it this this time. But those three guys, Pierre Strong and Jerome Ford and and Cream Hunt, I combine them together, and I still think they're only sixty five percent of what you would get from Nick Chubb. So yeah, that might be uh, generous. Yeah, right, right. That's that's me being the eternal optimist that right. I am. So, like, everything you think you know about the Browns offense from Kevin Spansky's tenure should be thrown out the window because of Watson and because of the loss of Nick Chubb. Yeah, no, for sure. And, I mean, defensively, you know, to kind of get to it, Glenn, some of the things that, that we've talked about is that, you know, we'll have to compensate for some of the the missing pieces out there. Uh, find ways to to get it done either way. Obviously, with the Jabo out now, Owe out now, we got Kyle Van Noy coming in, which will be interesting to see how that whole thing works out. Um, but uh, the the other piece of it is, you know, in my from my standpoint, the the question, the last question I have for you um, is really around the from a defensive perspective, or excuse me, from a from an offensive perspective. Do you believe that there is going to be like the balance of the game should shift now, right? Because you don't mm -hmm. have the weapon in Nick Chubb. How much of that will negatively affect, like, are they going to try and force feed the guys that weren't being force fed the ball more because there's going to be a proportionate change in this offense. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think so. I, I do. I think so because you're going to go in. I think they'll live and die by getting the playmakers the ball in space. That's mm -hmm. what they were trying to do with Elijah Moore, trying to get him into space, see if he could break some tackles and things. They had him carry the ball a couple of times already, um, put him in the backfield several times, trying to use some gadgety things to make up for the short and try to use some gadget plays as well as short passing game to make up for some of the run loss that they'll have with Nick Chubb because they don't want to get too one dimensional, yeah. but they're realistic in my mind. They're realistically looking at this. And as we had just said, maybe generously, they're getting 65% of what they were getting from Nick Chubb. So they're understanding that. So that's where I do think it'll transition. Watson throws the ball 33 times last week. I would be shocked if 
35 to 38 isn't the average every week. I think they're going to live and die in the shotgun. Um, they still are doing some stuff under center that Kevin Stefanski loves to do, and it's working really well. Uh, but in in camp leading up to that, they were living and dying in the shotgun and the shotgun run scheme. I think you're going to see them begin to tra transition more to that because they're going to, even though they had already tailored this offense around Deshaun Watson, I think they're going to completely have to, they have to, they have to go all in on that approach. That's all they have. Yeah. So uh, Elijah Moore, David Njoku, some of these guys that you think can make people miss in the open field. Uh, I think they're going to have a, a higher target load because for one, there's just going to be a high, higher amount of targets. So uh, yeah, I, I, I truly do think so. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, let's get into this weekend. The Ravens coming off of a tough, Tough loss uh, against the uh, – oh, DK's in here. Look, I didn't even see him slide in in the back. Yeah, DK, welcome man. in. You're kind of hidden by the mute stuff at the bottom there. But, um, oh, man. I, oh, yeah, this Sunday. So, the Ravens come off a tough, tough loss to the Colts after a really big-time win in Cincinnati. Uh, and then, this, you know, the same with Cleveland. I mean, they're they're at the top, I believe, of the division right now, if I'm, if I'm correct, looking down. How do you see this matchup uh, ultimately shaking out? It's going to be a dogfight. I think it's going to be an old-fashioned AFC North dogfight, which is really funny because the Browns are not going to be running old-fashioned AFC North offense. So I think that tells you where I think I think it goes. Uh, personally, I really want this one, and I think they they really want this one. Uh, I'm I'm leaning Ravens 23-20 somewhere in somewhere in that range. Uh, where I think it could be one of those ones where you don't see a lot of scoring till the second half too, like one of those like 10 to seven or something like that uh, ball games. But I, I'm just, I don't think the Browns offensive line has been as good this year as people thought it was going to be. Um, I've been a little bit more critical as a lot of these national people tell you it's the, one of the best offensive lines in football. And quite frankly, it's not uh, really? when it, when it comes to pass protection, it's not. Uh, you got a rookie at right tackle who's been great. Uh, Dewan Jones actually been pretty good. He didn't allow a pressure last week against Tennessee. Um, he allowed some against TJ Watt the week before, as one would imagine in his first career start. Jed Wills hasn't played well. Wyatt Teller is not pass protected well. Neither is Ethan Postage at center. So they're still run blocking pretty well, but their pass protection is not quite what it is. And you got a, a, a quarterback in Watson that loves to hold on to the football. Mm. But then on the... <laughs> just all day, baby. He loves holding on that phone. And I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there on the 50 yard line. So uh I'll, nice. I'll be there to watch it. Um and 50 yard line. Look at you, Jay. Yeah, anniversary. An anniversary gift from oh, my wife. Happy anniversary. Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. So and I gotta figure out well how I won up her, you know. Yeah, so yeah. that's pretty good. 50 yard line. That's pretty <laughs> good, Jake. Yeah, I, I don't think I have that kind of money. Um, but you know, it. I think that the defense is – I think the Ravens' pass rush is better than people want to talk about. Um, I actually feel pretty good – pretty scared about it, I guess, is what I was going to say. I feel good about it if I was a Ravens fan. But, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on the quarterback. There's going to be a lot of defense. I think both teams barely score 20. Um, I, I Earlier in the day, I had the Browns 23-20. For some reason right now, having just watched the, the Bengals game, I'm kind of leaning Ravens uh, somewhere around that 23-20 range, I think. Wow. Yeah, I like this guy. I yeah, like me guy. too, man. We're going to start having you on board. <laughs> I'm not a people person, right? Like, yeah, there, there you go. go. There you go. We appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to hopefully, you know, obviously we'll have another matchup with the Browns. Hope we'll have you on uh, again. 
Um, why don't you let the folks know where they can find all the stuff that it is you are working on? Yeah, you can. Uh, I, I write every day for Browns Wire, so you can go to brownswire.usatoday.com and you can uh, catch some of that stuff. I'm actually about to do my bold predictions uh, piece that'll drop tomorrow for, for this game. Um, you can find me at Rochism13 on Twitter or just go over to the Network 216 YouTube. I'm all over that place. Nice. nice. Well, thanks so much for coming. Appreciate your flexibility. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. And we'll look forward to the game, but also having you back on for the next matchup. Thank you, Jacob. Hey guys, thanks. Have, Have, fun Have fun at the yeah, game, buddy. Thank you. Uh, so, awesome. wow. I was surprised to hear. Or, Yeah. I thought uh, the way they've been playing, the Ravens lay a kind of a stinker last week. I thought he'd, he'd take them. But, um, yeah, I guess he's taken the full season into uh, into the, the context and not just last week. But, um, all right, well, let's get back into our yeah. breakdown here because we got down our offensive keys. Now we got to talk about the defensive side of the ball. So, of course, you know, you mentioned a lot of them when you are talking to Jacob. They're, yeah. they're players to watch, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, David Njoku. But also, you know, Donovan Peoples-Jones has is, is got that take-the-top-off-your-defense type of game-breaking speed. Mm -hmm. uh, so you certainly got to watch out. the past always been – I feel like he's always made a big play against us. He has hurt us in the past. There's no doubt. And, and they also have breakout speed and Marquise Goodwin uh, backing those guys up. So they got they got really everything you would want. They got the the yak guy, the shifty guy in Elijah Moore. They got the route running uh, genius in Amari Cooper. And then they got some guys that can really get out and run and stretch you up the field. So they got a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, even with the absence of, of the talented Nick Chubb. Yep. So – to me, when I when I look at this team, I, I know that the Titans put the put the uh, kind of made Deshaun Watson be the guy who beat him, but I'm still not sold on Deshaun Watson. And I I know that he had a good game last week, but I and with even with the injuries to you know to the, our secondary, including Marlon Humphrey, I still like our chances of kind of bottling up their passing game. And if and I know the Titans have a good run defense, but I think the Ravens have a damn good run defense, even with Moss going over 100. We got to remember, he got 30 carries to get over, to, to get to that number. So it's not like he was gouging them for five yards a carry. I mean, he still had to get 30 carries to get to that number of rushing right. yards. And I think Moss is better than all the guys that the Browns have. So I still like our chances if we stop the run and, and you know, make – Deshaun Watson be the guy that beats you, Jimbo. And to me, it's all about keeping him guessing. Like you, you gotta, you gotta hit him with a bunch of different coverages. I love how how now we have three safeties that are so versatile that now you can add that into the mix, bring all three guys down to the line of scrimmage, really keep this guy guessing, keep the offensive mm -hmm. line guessing who's coming, who's dropping. Obviously, the linebackers play a big role in it, but to me, it's all about keeping watson guessing when it comes to reading coverages and i think that'll be the key what do you think jimbo glenn is funny man it's like you got our notes or something what's going on here dude huh no that that you're exactly right but you know mine really adds to what you were saying just like the offensive one my my defensive key to the game is getting pressure but in creative ways you you mentioned that right like uh i like how you know the idea is putting it we want as the the team the ravens team to make deshaun watson beat us and 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 know that if we do that enough and make them one-dimensional enough, he's going to make enough mistakes that we can take advantage of. Mm -hmm. And I think based on the new pass rush duo that we have, at least for this week, right in the short term with Clowney and uh, Kyle Van Noy, that we've got to get creative with it. it can't be, we can't be overly dependent on those two guys. We've got to you know, rely on a Kyle Hamilton or a 
Marcus Williams or a Geno Stone or, you know, obviously with the two linebackers with PQ and Rowe, whatever it ends up being, however it ends up looking, we've got to get pressure. And I say being creative is going to be the best way for us to make him make those mistakes. And with that, with that in mind, Glenn, my defensive player of the game, about to get some get back in this game, is Jadevian Clowney. I think Jadevian Clowney is going to have a huge game. Going to be If he's ever been psyched for a game in his life, it's this one. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, you know the hit that Clowney went viral for? Yep. Wasn't there a really horrible play or a really horrible call by the referee, I believe, right before that? Um, you don't have to go well. back and look it up. I feel yeah. 90% about the play before that was a terrible call. And Clowney was like, eh, well, I'll just do this instead. Just smash right? the guy. You yeah, talk about in South he, Carolina back in college, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the video yeah, where he yeah. just, you know, which made him a number one pick. Let's be yep. honest. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. So I think that we're going to see that clowny for a, a a significant amount of this game. I think he goes absolutely off. I'm calling mm-hmm. two sacks for Jadavian Clowney in this game. Um, look, and one of them, one of them is going to be a strip sack. Even better, two sacks uh, and a strip sack. Big I wouldn't game. be. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, Clowney already looks like a motivated player, uh, but I, I certainly think his motivation will be through the roof going into this week. And But to me, my breakout player is Marcus Williams. I think mm. the fact that that uh, Deshaun Watson – look, I, I think what's going to happen is both our guys are going to be breakout players, Jimbo, because I like it. it's like Jacob said, Deshaun Watson holds the ball like Ben Roethlisberger. Like, he wants to hold the ball – as long as possible to give his receivers a chance to uncover and create big plays down the field the same way Big Ben did. Well, I think Marcus Williams is going to be the beneficiary of Clowney putting pressure on Deshaun Watson, forcing an errant throw, maybe a throw that comes out a little earlier than was ex- that he wanted to. And here comes Marcus Williams screaming into the picture to get an interception. So I, I think like we're it. both going to nail this one, Jimbo. Yes, this sir. isn't a you or me. This is both of us here, Jimbo, because I like it. as much as they're going to want to try and 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 still be competitive on the ground, if they're moving to a shotgun set, I just find it very hard to believe we're still going to be in our nickel because we believe in them linebackers that we got. We don't, we don't need to go down to the dime. We don't need it. So if you want to come out shotgun and try and run the ball against us, I think it's going to be a long afternoon. So ultimately, Deshaun's going to have to beat the Ravens, and I think he's going to have to do so in a lot of third and medium to third and long scenarios. And I like our chances, man. I'm a little worried about Amari Cooper. He's mm-hmm. he's such a chain mover. You know, he just he consistently moves the chains. It's just like you said. Even when he wasn't catching the ball to move the chains, he drew three penalties that moved the chains. So I'm a little worried about Amari, especially with Marlon out. But I still think they'll do enough to create turnovers, keep Watson guessing, and for that reason, uh, I think we'll win the game, Jimbo. Oh, right. I like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I like it. Well, look, I think it's about that time, Glenn. I think it it's about, about that time. that time, now, I'm excited to talk about it. Now, before we get into it, I want to share uh, something that uh, the sponsor of this segment, BetUS, right. sent over to us because, uh, you know, we want to make sure we're, we're – uh, you know, doing doing our guys over at BetUS Justice. So I'm going to add this to a little quick little little uh, Ooh, message from it. BetUS that they have for us today. Bam. BetUS, America's favorite sports book, where you can bet on everything at any time. Sportsbook, casino, horse racing, live betting, and more. Best bonuses in the industry. 125% sign-up bonus. Celebrating 30 years with up to 30 risk-free bets a truck, Super Bowl tickets, and more. Don't miss out. Play smart. 
Visit BetUS.com and join now. BetUS, where the game begins. There we go, Jimbo. So Dude, look. go win yourself a truck. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need some wheels? Go to BetUS, man. 12, <laughs> 30 risk-free bets? That's awesome. Take advantage of this opportunity. Look, they're trying to get some pub, and you guys are trying to make some money. It's a win-win. So go check it out. Use the link in the description. Like we've always said, 30 years in the game? Where was DraftKings 30 years ago? I think these guys got it down. Um, mm-hmm. Check out the OGs. It's an easy way to support the show. Use the link that is uh, that DK has graciously put in the description. Um, so go check it out for yourself uh, and uh, make yourself some moolah. That's all I got to say. And, of course, this segment is sponsored by BetUS and made possible by them. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, let's get Don't right Don't forget to use our promo code, by the way. Get that match. That's right. Absolutely right. So, in yeah, you make sure you use the link in the description. That way you can take advantage of the match. Because if not, you won't. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Be sure to do that. But let's get right into it. And, um, and before we get into this week, can we just get a recap? Who won last yeah, week? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I, I was actually getting ready to say that because there is a, a, a term in, in sports. I don't know if you're aware of it. It's called humble and defeat. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Glenn was triumphant last week. And uh, yeah. look, DK, DK and I lost. But, uh, look, you win or you learn. That's all you do. So uh, right. we're, we're here to learn. Come I back. Won. And and, uh, and so Glenn didn't learn anything because he won. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so we'll get right into it here. Uh, DK, do you have these banners up? Yeah, he's got them loaded. So oh, nice. Gotta... All right, let's get to this first one, DK. I'm excited to get uh, back in my rightful place. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, number one is over. And, of course, actually, sorry, let me pause. If you guys don't know this, we assume a lot of you do. But if you haven't participated in this competition, there's an easy way to do it. What's at stake? Is some 410 Sports Talk swag. You get a T-shirt. If you're time winner, you get a hoodie. You know, uh, right at your doorstep upon winning. So use any of the social media handles above Glenn's head, or comment in this video. Comment in the video after it is live. Do not do so in the chat. It will not. Uh, it will not count. Mm-hmm. Um, don't edit your comments and post and put in your submit your give your submissions before the game starts. All right, let's get right into it, DK. Over under number one. Ravens rushing yards. 160 and a half. Uh, man, you know what? I'm going under on this one, Glenn. I just feel like their defense is really good, and I went under out of respect for their defense. No real analysis outside of that. I just respect them as a defense. Yeah, well, see, I went I went under as well, but only because that's a high number. Like, yeah. I, I still see them running the ball well. I just think they're going to be around 150. You know, I, I, I think uh, Gus is going to be like an 80, 85, type you know day and and then i see the rest just kind of filling in between lamar and the rest of the backs but that's a high number but dk says it ain't high enough because dk says over jimbo yeah i know i saw that one and uh which i hope he's right dk man you're coming out hot dude you're either winning this one or you're losing off the jump (laughs) dude i hope he's right because if they go over then there's a good 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 shot the ravens are winning Mm -hmm. that's right all right, the next one. Let's go to number two offensively. Over under Nelson Aguilar receiving yards at 24 and a half. So um, I'm going to go first on this one again. I, I went over on this one and for two reasons. One, Nelson Aguilar has impressed me. Two, Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman. Odell continues to be out, but it looks like Rashad Bateman will also be out. And Nelly gets can get a long one or two. It only takes mm-hmm. one with this guy. So uh, I think 24 and a half is a pretty humble number for Nelson Aguilar. I think he gets it done. I'm going over. Okay. All right. I, I I tend to agree. I mean, when you have no Bateman, no OBJ, I got to imagine Nelson has to be a bigger role. And I think the same could be said for 
Devin Duvernay, and even maybe one of these practice squad guys gets elevated. Maybe Laquan Treadwell, who's been on the practice squad since the beginning. Uh, but yeah, I think over as well. It looks like DK agrees. So we have all three say over 24 and a half yards. All right. What's our first defensive over under? Let's do it. Raven sacks two and a half is where it's set, Jimbo. Do they get more or less than two and a half sacks? I'm going under, but I'm going under because I think it's two. I think Clowney gets the two sacks. I think Clowney gets it done. I know Deshaun holds on to the ball. Hold on. I know all this. Hold on. Your key to the game was creative pressure. Pressure. And then you picked pressure. Their- <laughs> pressure. Not pressure. sacks. Look, ask Adafi Owe, a pressure oh, intercept. Oh, damn. Ask Adafi Owe. Taking shots at Adafi, bro. I'm just saying, is it you true You never miss an not? opportunity, dude. You, know? you know? Is it true or is it not true? What are we doing here, right? Hey, look, uh, Van Noy, I, I wouldn't be uh, – I love what I've heard from the coaches about Van Noy. They said it was very similar to when Roquan got to town. Like, yeah, because they're going to come in and say bad things about him. Well, no, but what I'm saying is Van Noy has a clear understanding that's uh, that only veterans can yeah. have. Like, yeah, this isn't a guy like he's already putting input into what on third down situations. Like, this isn't a guy you bring in, uh, you know, who, who doesn't. He has seen it all. He's done it all. So I think he's going to be a big addition. Let's not forget five straight years of at least five sacks. So he's going to get some sacks, you know, on the season. Why not today or to, yeah. uh, Sunday? That's fair. You you, you can know. take uh you can take the over and I'll win. That's okay. I think Connie right. gets them both. Well, know? DK agrees with me, just so you know. That's fine. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the next one here. Kyle Van Noy, total tackles. Just two yeah. and a half is the over under. What do you think, Jimbo? Yeah, you know, I'm going with under on this one. You said it's... over. Oh, did I? No, I didn't. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the wrong one. I apologize. Were you looking at mine again like you usually do? No, yeah, right. Just so everyone knows, I put mine in first, and then Glenn (laughs) absolutely absolutely put me in a tough position. Uh, But I I went over. That is true. I did go over. I apologize. Uh, I went over on this one, um, and I think it's because he's going to be in there for a lot of snaps, period. He's just going to play a lot of football. You think so? Yeah, he's got – I mean – you want you want moon or i don't even know if moon's available right like who else is available give me some names robinson whoop-de-doo like kyle van is gonna play a lot of football this game i think that is what it is unless his wind Man, doesn't he just allow got it here dude yeah well jpp remember that yeah that's true a lot of football so i think he's gonna play a lot of football i think he tackles Man. i think he tackles three moving bodies you got not me much wanting to, to change mine but i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna stick to under um only because i think He's just not going to – how could he play a ton with really a a walkthrough and one practice since he's been here? Like, Well, you just said it was – you know, it was like he came in up to speed. Now it's – ha- what's his wind? What's his wind, right? Exactly. Well, and look, Harbaugh made it clear part of how you get signed or the big part of how you get signed is if you're in shape. So I yep. assume he's in shape, and apparently he did the the Ravens uh, – what was that test? The, the conditioning uh, test. He did it for fun. So apparently, apparently. this guy is in incredible shape, but – I just wonder how how caught up he could be with just a walkthrough and and one practice. But hey, I hope you're wrong here, Jimbo, and I hope I'm right. Um, G- and by the way, Wait, DK what? agrees with me again. That's okay. I mean, I'm I have the most wins this year. I have more than both of you combined. So, you ever heard um, of the tortoise and the hare, Jimbo? You started oh, yeah. off hot. Remember, I'm both. Remember yeah. this? We established. That's this. right. That's right. You are both. This is the tortoise that can run forever. Got you, got you. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, what about uh, the first tiebreaker here, Jimbo? He sets the over under at a kind of a probably the lowest Man, number, I sound like a jerk, of the season. Uh, Forty and a half 
is where DK puts the over under. What do you say? What do you think? Yeah, I'm going over. I think the Ravens win this game 27 to 24. So if my math is correct, which it hasn't been as of late, um, I am going over. I think that it's on the leg of Justin Tucker that it gets done. It will not, he will not fail us two weeks in a row. Not that he failed us last week and put him in an impossible situation, but he won't come up short two weeks in a row. 27 24. And I like what Jacob said. It could be a lot of scores in the second half. It's going to be like mm-hmm. a 7 3 halftime, something weird like that. Um, so I'm going uh, over. Okay. All right. I think over as well. That's a very low total. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be terrible. Like I got it right now. I think in 23 20, similar to what Jacob said. Like I think it's going to be relatively low scoring. Look, the Ravens, ever since 20, really only in 2019 have we been a team that blows teams out. So I think I'm just going to pick three-point victories from here on out because that just tends to be what the Ravens do. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, but I do think it'll just barely squeeze over that 40-and-a-half total, and DK agrees. So let's get Wait, into so our do final. you have the Ravens winning, though? Yeah, 23-20. Yeah. Oh, yeah, geez, it was. Okay, sorry. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Hey. Come on, right. I'm just I'm checking because, you know. Deshaun Watson to beat you know, the Ravens? Man. You know, I mean, you picked Mahomes to beat us, you know. Dude, how long are we going to go back? <laughs> Okay, that was last year. That wasn't even last year, was it? The year before that? I think it was last year when we went to the game in Adafe. No, I know that was two. So it was two years ago. Yeah. Never forget, right? Yeah, I've been hanging out with my wife too long. (laughs) Never, never forget. You can forgive, but you never forget. All right, last tiebreaker, closest to the pin. Uh, How many yards will the Ravens get this weekend, Jimbo? The Ravens will get. Three, you see, Glenn, this is where you jacked me up, dude. You actually, you look, I have 365, okay. and Jimbo was closest to the pin, I think, last week, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, you were. And so you decided to, to you know, prices right me a little bit. Well, I, I didn't put 359 or 364 That's up there. Good. What'd you put up? I put 330. Wait, 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 wait. What? Did, did you change it? No. I, oh, you know what happened is I think yours was left in from last week. It said 360? Did you have 360 last week? But this is a new one. I didn't. It wasn't. Anyway, I swear I thought you said 360. You see what he's trying to do to me, DK? He's trying to. He's he's doing, I'm glad. I'm glad we have some separation here. Yeah, this is got, more fun. Good. Yeah, you're good. 330 yeah. and and DK at the yeah, highest I like total. I like this. 390. So you're right in the middle there, Jimbo. Now I will say, me and DK have. Yeah, we have a little more room that we could be off. You're you're really you're I'm just. Stuck, but I'll have already won. You're like 345 to 385 is yeah. really your window of opportunity there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not banking on it. I wouldn't either. And look, yeah. Lisa Ann's right. I'm going to win this week. Yeah. Le- yeah. You're yeah. right, Lisa Ann. That's fine. That's right. Go down with the shit. They're hey, all rooting the for me. They're all the rooting for your boy right here, Jimbo. I'm the people's champ. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's true. I'll take it. That's okay. I am the people's champion it's true no yeah. no denying it that's i love it true. i love it well i think that's, I think that's it for us. our uh our uh yeah our preview here i hope you guys enjoyed it if yeah, there's thank you uh, for coming out. enjoy the thursday night game yeah absolutely and and enjoy the ravens as they uh, i mean the, the orioles as they seal up this a baseball team people's champ oh gosh Come on, man. I said the Ravens. It's not like I, I, I said the whole wrong. T- right, I, I got I got to say anything I can, Glenn. Okay. Clinching the East as well as clinching a hundred win season. Uh, enjoy that. But also, guys, don't forget if you want to participate, wait for the live to be over and put your, 
your yes. predictions in the comments below or it one of the social media handles above my head. Oh, Adrian said Team Jimbo. No. Oh, look, at that, dude. look, man. Dang, SMKG is rooting for DK. No, guys. You guys are on the wrong team. You got to join the good guys. Orale. Look, look. Game respects game, dude. Game recognizes game. That's what it is. All right. You know? All right. Well, that's it for us, folks. Thank you so much for coming out. It was a great show, Glenn. I had a good time. DK, thank mm -hmm. you. Shout out to Jacob Roach for, for hanging out with us tonight. But that's it for us. I'm back here Sunday after the game. We'll be here.